Hello, you wonderful Rise Up listeners. Today, as our guest, we have a young woman who meets with young ladies and girls who are in one of the most challenging, vulnerable, and scary times of their lives. She meets with those who find themselves searching for answers and resources, often considering themselves alone and pregnant. She is a pregnancy client advocate a first face of compassion and understanding to pregnant young ladies and girls. Today, we welcome Carrie Freeman. Thank you, Carrie, for being here today. Thank you for having me. So you are a pregnancy client advocate. What does a client advocate do? What, what is that? The client advocate meets with the girls and we get to know them. So they come in, they're scared, they are literally in a tornado of life. They have found themselves pregnant, they're a teenager, a lot of them are in junior high, high school, first year of college, and they have truly found themselves scared and in a tornado. And so we meet with them and we get to know them. We share stories, we share our own stories and help them get to know us so that we develop relationship with them. And, uh, and then after we get to know them and hear their story and where they're coming from, then we will do, you know, what they need if they're in there for a pregnancy test. And then we'll run the pregnancy test if they're there for STD testing, ultrasound, things like that. So what do you normally see in, in a young woman? Is it embarrassment? Is it nervousness? Is it shame? Is it confusion? Is it truly wanting some counsel and some guidance and direction options? Or do they somewhat already have their mind made up about we their situation? We do have some that already have their mind made up, or so they think. Most of them come in there scared to death and confused. They found themselves in this situation. They don't know what to do. Maybe they have told their parents, maybe they have not. Normally, all of them have already told the father of the baby that they're pregnant, and that sways them a lot in their decision on what they want to do, what the father of the baby wants to do. Now, I will say that a lot of times the father of the baby is very supportive and says, whatever you want to do, that's what we'll do. I'll support you. But these girls, especially the ones that are seniors in high school or first year in college, they are just beginning their adult life. And they found themselves in this situation, and they don't want any part of it. They don't think that they can go through with it and still have the life that they've chosen. So what, what are the options that really are on the table for a young woman in that situation? Um, parenting of course. And we have a lot of help with those that choose to parent. Of course, adoption is is an option. They can they can choose adoption for their child. And like I said with the parenting, we tell them because they come in there fearful that they're all alone and they have no support. They come in there, I don't have a job, I don't have a source of income, I have no way to support this child. And, and we let them know that we have um, parenting classes. 
And what these are, these are videos that we can send straight to their phone. We can text these videos to them. And they're videos that have to do with being pregnant. It takes them through their whole pregnancy and birth and first year of life and on until, you know, adulthood. We have all kinds of videos and for also for the, the parents. We have parenting videos for them about relationship with a partner and, and how to find a job and how to save money, just life, life skills. And we can text these videos straight to their phone and they can watch them. At the end of every video is, is some questions and they answer the questions and then just send the video straight back to us and they earn points. And like if a video is 30 minutes long, then they've earned 30 points to shop in our baby boutique. Our baby boutique is stocked with everything that they could possibly need for their baby. We have everything from spoons and pacifiers to clothes to strollers, car seats. Sometimes we get baby beds donated. We have bassinets. And all of this is basically free to them. All they have to do is watch these videos, these parenting videos. And then once a month, they can sign up for our diaper program. And once a month, they get a package of free diapers and a package of free wipes. And so we let them know that you're not alone. You don't have to find everything on your own. And a lot of that, them get very encouraged by knowing that. And they immediately sign up for the classes. And we have so many that are actively working those classes and come in and shop the baby boutique. Now, you mentioned a lot of them are there, and they already have the preference of the father in mind when they visit you. Who has more rights, the woman or the, fa- or the father? As long as the girl is single, they're not married, it's going to be her. It's, it's what she wants to do with her life and the life of her child. It's her decision. Do you mind if we do a little role-playing? Sure. Okay. So I am coming in to your facility. I'm going to be, I'm going to be young. I'm going to be 18 years old. <laughs> I'm going to be 18 years old. No one knows. I have not told anyone. And come from a situation where I feel if anyone knew I would be judged. What What would you say to me? I'm coming through your doors. Okay. What would you say? Okay. Well, I'd walk in to the room where you're seated, and I'd say, Hi, Julie. My name is Carrie. It's nice to meet you, and I'm glad that you came here today. Can you tell me the potential father's name? And then you would tell me. I'd say, How long have y'all been together? I've heard answers from... Well, we're not together. It was a one-night stand to three months a year. And then I'd say, okay, well, how did y'all meet? You know, I try to make it uplifting and mm-hmm. fun. You know, how, how did y'all meet? Well, I've heard answers from to a friend's house, high school, work. And then I'd say, okay, have you told him, Julie, that you might be pregnant? No, I I am assuming that he would want to have nothing to do with me or the baby. 
Have y'all talked about the possibility of getting pregnant before? Oh, no. So no. You, you just assume that that's how he would feel? Mm-hmm. Have you told? So you haven't told your parents? No. How do you think that's going to go? I think they would probably disown me. Okay. Okay. So how are you feeling about being pregnant yourself? I haven't had a chance to even really think about it. You know, I'm I'm worried. I I feel alone. Mm -hmm. And I just need you to help me get in that right headspace so that I can deal with it. And, And just what are my options? And just help me. Okay. Well, please know that, first of all, you're not alone. We have so many resources that we can help you. And we are here to walk along beside you. You are not alone. You, even though we don't know each other, you are not alone. You don't have to be alone in this. Would, can you go with me to tell my parents? I cannot go with you. But you can bring your parents into our facility, and we would sit right beside you and help you explain to them the situation that you're in. We'd kind of work as a mediator with you and your parents so that everybody stays calm. But yes, we could definitely help you tell your parents, but they would have to come to our facility, and we are more than happy to do that. And what if my parents have a preference as to what they think I should do? Ultimately, it's your choice. It's your body. It's your child. You know, there is adoption. You could put the baby up for adoption. There's lots of families that can't have children of their own, and they would love to have a child. So there's that option. And then there is facilities here in our town that will take you in, like, say... Your parents kicked you out, and, of course, we wouldn't want that. We'd hope that didn't happen, but it happens. And if it did, there's there's facilities here that will take you in through the duration of your pregnancy and help you and take care of you and be at the hospital with you when you give birth. But I would definitely want a chance to talk to your parents along with you and see if we can't come to some understanding, some common ground. Okay, I'm going to go back to my age now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Unfortunately. What, you're local, and we're recording from Fort Smith, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. What, if someone does not live in this area, and we have listeners all around the country and around the world, what should they look for in a counseling center? And maybe that's key. What should they look for? And how are you set apart from some place, for example, in comparison to Planned Parenthood? Okay, so if anyone is in, like, another state, wherever they are, they can always Google pregnancy help centers. We do not do abortions at First Choice Pregnancy Medical Center. We do not do abortions. We do not refer for abortions. We don't give the morning after pill. We don't give plan B pill. We try to save the mom. Now, a lot of people will say we try to save the baby. No, we try to save the mom. If you save the mom, you save the baby. So we 
pour love into these girls. Some, some of these girls have been shunned, have been demeaned by their boyfriend and their families, and we show them love, that they are okay, that they're going to be okay. It was a mistake. Yes, you wish it hadn't happened. You found yourself in this situation, but now here we are. And now what are we going to do about it? We're going to walk forward. We're going to give you all the resources and the help that we can. The difference between us and, say, Planned Parenthood, like I said, we do not refer or do abortions. We don't hand out any pills at all. The difference, uh, another difference is we are one of the few places here in Fort Smith that we will do an ultrasound. There's other places that they will do pregnancy tests, STD testing, but we are the only one besides like a medical facility, you know, if you went to a doctor, we're the only one, a free nonprofit place that does the ultrasounds. Now, the reason why these girls need an ultrasound they come in, and a lot of these girls, like I said, they don't have any source of income. They're still in school. They don't have a job, and they need to apply for pregnancy Medicaid. Well, you have to have proof of a viable pregnancy. So we give them, when, they, when we get a, preg, a positive pregnancy test, we give them a po positive pregnancy test letter that we fill out and we sign. And then if they're not very far along yet, say they are less than seven weeks along, then we bring them back in about two more weeks for an ultrasound, just so that we have a good ultrasound. If you do one before seven weeks, you're going to see a gestational sac and a yolk sac. That's about it. But if you come back after seven weeks, you're going to see a good gestational sac, yolk sac, and a baby, and a heartbeat. And so we have to verify fetal heart movement to be able to say, yes, this is a viable pregnancy. And then we give them a letter saying that they have a viable pregnancy, and then they can file for pregnancy Medicaid. And what does pregnancy Medicaid cover? Pregnancy Medicaid will cover their doctor visits and all their, all their prenatal care and their hospitalization. At 100%. I do not know that. I'm not sure about that. So let's go back to options because perhaps a lot of young women do not do not understand their options mm -hmm. or are not ready to hear their options. So let's I want you to walk through again the options that are available for young women. Well, of course, and, at our and, center. And, and the positive and also the negative to each one, that if there is a negative. Okay. You know, for me, parenting, there's not a negative. There's nothing greater in the world. And I think, you know, of course, if the, if the girl is 13, 14, and, you know, of course, she's not ready to be a parent. She's a child herself. And if the parents, if her parents aren't willing to take and raise this child, then I think adoption would be a great option for her. I don't see any negatives for adoption. I don't see any negatives for parenting as long as she has a good support system. And, of course, we have a lot of girls that come in, and they come in with their mind made up that they want an abortion. They don't want to talk about anything else, and they'll tell us, 
I don't want to hear anything else. I want an abortion. That is what I'm here for. And then we let them know, you know, that is not what we do. And then the first thing we do when we are talking to them is we ask, have you ever had an abortion? Do you know anyone that's ever had an abortion? Most of the time it's no. Or at least that's the answer we get. Once in a while we'll get, yes, I I know someone that's had an abortion. And then we'll say, do you know how they're handling that? Do you know how they are? And, And then we'll let them know that abortion isn't just a quick fix to a problem, what you consider a problem. A lot of these girls will say, we will ask them, do you... Do you think that at the point that you are right now, six weeks, five days, do you think that this is a baby? Well, what we're finding out is in schools, they are being taught that it's not a baby. They're being taught that it's right now, it's just tissue, just tissue. And that's why abortion is okay to them, is it's just tissue. It's not a living thing. It's not a living being. Well, we educate them. That is our big thing is we want to educate these girls so they can make a better a better choice for themselves, an educated choice. And so we let them know that at the moment of conception, at, at that moment, that is when this is a life. It's a human. And that is before we let them know that that is before that this, this life has even implanted in the uterus. It's still in the fallopian tubes coming through to the uterus. It's already a life. The eye color, the sex that it's going to be, everything about that child is already determined at the moment that that sperm meets the egg and conception takes place. And and then we show them that at five weeks, the heart begins. And, you know, a lot of them are amazed that this five-week tissue has a heartbeat and we educate them that heartbeat is life a heartbeat means that this is a living being not tissue tissue does not have a heartbeat tissue is not life and so we are really big on educating educating these girls into what is truth instead of what they've been taught in schools and a lot of times we'll be able to change their mind. We'll be able to turn them to a different decision based on just the education that we've given them. And, and we've walked and a lot of girls is, through that. Why are those decisions better than the alternative? Why is choosing life better than... Well, because God is the only one that can give and take away life. It and, is not for us to take away. And if you're not Christian and you don't hold that belief, what is a good... We just try to educate them that... Well, we have had some that that just absolutely don't believe. We Mm -hmm. have those that are atheist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we try our best. We present the gospel. Mm -hmm. We present, you know truth as we know it and sometimes we're rejected Mm -hmm. and we can't take it personally and we don't treat that client any differently Mm -hmm. we've had all kinds of religious beliefs Mm -hmm. and we've had some that would accept our bible and and our 
education for them, and they were going to, you know, think on that. They were open to Mm -hmm. learning more about different things. And we've had some that just have shut us down and said, don't talk to me about Jesus. That is not what I believe, and I don't want it thrown down my throat. Mm -hmm. And we say, that's perfectly fine. You know, we don't get offended. Mm -hmm. We don't... We don't treat them any differently. We still treat them with love and compassion and respect. But yet they are there seeking something. They're seeking answers and and solutions. Right. Right. And we try to give them, you know, we do. We present all answers, all solutions, you know, and, and sometimes we... A lot of times we save the babies. There's sometimes that we just don't, and we grieve. There was... There was one time that recently that a girl came in and she was 17 and she had a boyfriend and they'd been together for quite a while, but they had not had sex. She didn't tell me why, but just that they had not. And But she went out with some friends and she had just found this guy. They started talking, and she went back to his place, and they had a one-night stand. She got pregnant by the one-night stand. She told her boyfriend, and her boyfriend <laughs> forgave her, told her that if she wanted to keep the baby, that she that he would take that child as his own, raise it as his own. And I told her, "You found you found quite a guy mm-hmm. in this in this boyfriend." That I'm not don't know any of that. That would, not many. She claimed to be a believer. She said she was a believer. And so she won an abortion. She said that she was not going to tell this one-night stand. She said, I don't even know how to get a hold of him. I know his first name, but I don't even know his last name. And so there was not going to be any any kind of communication there. And she said, I just, I, I'm, I'm going off to... I'm going off to college. I don't, you know, she graduated from high school a year early just so she could go off to college and go ahead and start her life mm-hmm. and her career. And she said, I don't I don't want this. It's not even my boyfriend's, and I don't want this. Well, we told her all the resources of help. I gave her the option of adoption. And she said, truthfully, I don't want to tell my parents. Mm-hmm. She said, I don't know what they would do. They might disown me. And she said... I don't want to have to tell my parents, so if I have an abortion, I never have to tell anyone. And I, and so I told her, I said, but you don't know the scars that that's going to leave on your life. You have mm-hmm. no idea the long-term scars that's going to follow you the rest of your life. And I tried to explain to her all the options there, mm-hmm. what she might could face. And um, so she agreed to come back in one week for a second ultrasound and bring whoever she wanted. We said, you can bring whoever you want, and, you know, we can, if it's your parents, we'll help you, you know, talk through that with your parents. But so she made the appointment. She did not want a picture of the baby on ultrasound, and that was kind of a red flag. If they don't want to accept a a, a picture, then that's kind of a red flag for us. But... Anyway, so the, a week later came, her appointment day came, and she didn't show. We texted her. We called her. She didn't accept any of our texts or our calls, and so we 
pretty well figured what had happened, and I grieved. I, mm. when, when that day ended, <clears throat> I truly, I went to the bathroom and I grieved mm-hmm. because I couldn't save it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't save the mom, and therefore I couldn't save the child. We did give her some material when she left about we have a program at our center we have a class, and it's called post-abortion recovery. So anybody that's had an abortion, whether they think they're grieving or not, whether they think that they are affected negatively or not, probably if they were really truly honest with themselves, they would agree that they're affected negatively. And we have a program that they can go through. It's a great program. Some some ladies have even gone through it two and three times, that they can go through our post-abortion recovery program. You you mentioned something that I think they see the short-term reality of their life mm-hmm. instead of the the long-term enjoyment that they could have from this. They only see they need a quick fix. Mm-hmm. They see that they need a quick fix. They can't see that. You know, they're not even considering what will happen to them mentally, maybe even physically, because I don't know a percentage, of course, but sometimes after an abortion, you can't get pregnant ever again. It causes infertility. It causes scar tissue in the uterus. And, and you know, when they decide that they're ready for children, they may not be able to have children then, and they don't think about those consequences. All they can think of is... Get me out of my storm. Get me out of this storm right now. I think love and compassion is is key. And I think today in this culture and society, you're not taught the options. Okay. You hear one word shouting from every aspect of life from school from education to the media that it's your right to have an abortion Mm -hmm. and I think that is ingrained now in so many young women that 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 is the option and it is your right and it is the thing to do and I mean that's partly why I want you here today because I want young women to know that there are Options. There are. And they can choose, and there are people that they can speak with that will not make their mind up for them, Mm -hmm. but that will give them all the information and empower them Mm -hmm. to make their own choices. Yeah. So I thank you for being here today. Thank you. I appreciate it. You've been listening to Rise Up with Julie Baumgartner. Thank you for listening today. Rise up and let's be the best that we can be and listen to this podcast that will both motivate and educate. Thank you.